<laughs> Welcome to Live and Let Mom. I'm Ro. I'm Jessica. And we are two moms. Different stages. Same shit. We are, Ugh. we actually had to stop talking about other stuff to like Start redirect our... into the podcast because it's 8.40 yeah. on a Thursday, Wednesday night. It's Wednesday. and I seem too dramatic except if you looked at us, you would be like, oh shit, those girls are killing it getting shit done at 8.40 on a yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, and I still have to go grocery shopping and get gas. But that's, Which is sad. Um, it is, but it's much easier to do without Whatever a toddler works. and a five-month-old. Well, yeah, no, I, definitely, I understand that, but I don't know how you're standing. I'm I'm very tired, and I've um, been rocking my grombre. I haven't gone full grombre yet. I don't know what the fuck that is. That's a new trend. Um, the ombre, where it's, I think, darker on the bottom and lighter on the yeah. top. Well, now it's grombre, and it's women embracing their gray. And yeah, going no. all natural. Now I'm doing that because I don't have the money to get my. Yeah, that's very <laughs> hip. Although I could sw- I could paint that shit for you real easy. I want yeah, and my and I will say I have great hair person, and she cuts my hair and does everything for right. really a great price. But this has been a very rough month. I will yeah, say I know, that. I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, it's Christmas. It's January. It's it's a lot. And I'm trying to have a better perspective this year. I wrote out my intentions. I have to put them in a little box. That's what you said, right? What did I say? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so, and it's our year anniversary. Oh, today? Yesterday, I think. Because I said uh, the Facebook memory said we, we filmed our first podcast. Like a oh, year our ago. year. I was yeah, like, ours. I'm sitting here trying to think, like, oh, yeah. how is it you and Chris? <laughs> Me and Chris like, together a year. How old your kid? I'm <laughs> very confused. I'm very tired. Oh, happy birthday. The Yay. anniversary. Which is funny because, uh, you know, everyone goes through the New Year's resolutions. And we, yes. you and I talked about this. And mm-hmm. I make it very clear that I don't do resolutions. I just try to do better. Yeah. Not because I'm some narcissist or egocentric piece of shit that doesn't need to do change. I just mean that I don't need any other thing to fail at. <laughs> yeah, I get you. And to feel guilty about. And I know that I just wouldn't fall. I have very little follow through on things as it is. I Mm -hmm. did not want to add any more to my list, but something that my kids and I did do do (laughs) do do, uh, and started a couple years ago is my mom gave us these little like ornaments for the Christmas tree. They look like little jugs, like jars. Okay. Not jugs, not tits. There's not tits on my tree. That'd be great. Um, little jars and they have like a little cork in them. And they're little wish jars, and every Christmas you're supposed to put in, like, a wish for that year, and then you pack it away at the end of the season. Okay. And then the next year, when you pull it out to decorate your tree, you see what you wish, and you get to feel great that you completed stuff. Or whatever it was. So, on the plus side, one was, last year I put to, to... really do the Live and Let Mom podcast to actually do it, not just record our first episode and then six months later our second. We've actually, we struggle. We do. She and I struggle. It's either her schedule or my schedule or she's got to put thousands of children to sleep and a husband to sleep and feed and I have, (laughs) and I'm just done at at 8 p.m. I have zero humor whatsoever. So um, daytime I have to try to work and she's, her nap time it's just we struggle I have no more downtime for nap time because they're on the oh yeah yeah and so anyway so the, the fact that we have done 16 17 episodes isn't we've we shot for once a week but you know the fact that we've done it and we have followed through and we're still sitting here like you said a year anniversary later yeah. I yeah. say high five high five because and that's something for us that's something really grand and if you really looked at it what we've done in a year just because you know it's it's not you know I think we sometimes don't 
it's, it feels like it's bragging, but what we've done, especially since we were like, okay, we've got to do this and this and this, we've gotten almost 800 followers or we're we have, eight, we eight, have over 800 followers. We started buckling down in November. Yeah. November the, 9th. The timing is good. And, mm-hmm. and listen, you know, followers, for those of you who understand what followers means to podcasts and things like that and doing live shows and comedians, it yeah. is important. I don't live by it, but it is important for mm-hmm. marketing reasons and promoting a brand. Yeah. Period. So the fact that we went from literally, I think, 54. We had 84. 84. On November 9th. In November 9th to over 800. That's a stellar growth. That's great. And we thank you guys. And that's all organic, by the way. Yeah, we didn't pay for that. I didn't pay for it. And also. all straight up just posts. I will tell you, some of our posts, a lot of Jess's, uh, gets like, we got like 8,000 likes on one of them. Yeah, some of them do really well. We... But guess what? Once you get those likes, you still wake up the next day and have to wipe your ass. Nothing magical happens. Oh, yeah, you know, no like, likes just you more just go, oh my god, more oh my sponsors god. and yeah. all of that stuff. So let's. i no, neither of us really put a lot of of our ego or how we feel about ourselves that day. It really is a business that we're trying to run yep. and reach moms. The more moms that we can reach, the better because mm-hmm. we feel we have a great message. Uh, yeah, and That's- also because there is a lot of moms against moms. The stay-at-home mom versus the working... Like, there's... You know, you get on any article on Scary Mommy and you will see just this and this and this. So I think, really, when it comes down to it, we're all in this together. Oh, yeah. It is. It's got a... I I don't get the anti-vaxxers, but that's my thing. That's the only moms that I... I concur. So we don't have to get... But we don't have to get So we did the jar thing. So I want to get back on this because we can do it anytime you want. So the jar Mm. thing is you put your little wishes in. Now, that's the only one that I actually followed through. The other one was something stupid like write this and do that and whatever. So... Um, my daughter had put a couple of things like play a sport, do be a better, you know, reader. Uh, and then one didn't work was like be closer friends with my brother, which won't happen because he's mean to her sometimes. Mm. A lot of times. They don't kill them. They're siblings. Um, and then my son basically wrote just continue to be awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, actually he wrote learn to play the guitar, which he did. So yeah. he, you know, he always keeps it simple. He's male. He keeps, he's like, I just need the one. And he completes it. And he was like, I'm the only one. So that's great. But my, but it, it was the first year where I was like, this actually meant something to me mm-hmm. because I didn't like knowing that I literally hadn't done two of the things that I said I was going to do. Which is start my book and publish my ebook, which is written, by the way. Mm. But I, it's why I can't get it done. I don't know why. Uh, is it a matter of just literally self-publishing? It's it? like I have to edit it, okay, and then do a couple of things, and then it's finding the time to do it, and then I mm-hmm. know I think that I get overwhelmed and intimidated by the fact that once it is published and out there, which is actually the easy part, is marketing and getting people to buy it. And I have a hard time selling myself. And it is selling yourself. It's selling an idea. Uh, well, um, it's we've my got... potty book. It's my potty training in eight-day book. And I that's also have a mom guilt book. Live and Love Mom. I know. It is. It's, that's what and I'm saying. And here's it's what's great perfect, about it. But I can can't... help promote it because I'm very good at well, promoting other people and not thinking. myself. I was like, hold <laughs> off because Jake is... Yeah, I mean, he's about to, yeah. He'll be ready shortly. Yes, Let's very get you soon. through sleep training. He did come out and pee by his table the other day, so. Well, 
You know, that doesn't mean anything, but it just means he paid by the table. He was but naked. After I like the, the moms who are like, well, he goes behind the couch and takes poop. Uh, that means he's ready. I'm like, no, that means he's going and get around the couch and yeah. take a poop. He, he goes in the corner and he'll yeah. run. And the I never see The is that he recognizes that it's something that he wants privacy for, and that's great. But it doesn't I will mean say that he's ready to use the crap. He's laser focused with whatever he's looking at to pee on. Like in the bathtub, he'll just stand there and he'll. But you don't know. you think it's still probably pretty fascinating to him that, like, he feels something and then it comes out of his penis? I, it's gotta be. It I mean, really it, has to it's be. It's kind of fascinating. Because he I just mean, looks at it and he's like... the toilet and been like, I'm urinating. Like, how many times a day do you tell people, I have to pee? Like, it's such yeah. a... Like, I'll say that, well, not to strangers. Well, yeah. actually, I think I've said it to strangers where I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to pee. Do you know where the bathroom is? Yeah. We can do the whole semantic thing of, like, I don't like when people say pee. I'm like, piss? Mm-hmm. I have to use the restroom? Fine. Bathrooms and the home, restrooms and the outdoor. Whatever, I don't fucking care. I have to pee. But it's such a common thing. But it's really, you're emptying your bladder into yeah. a bowl. Yeah. And then you wipe your crotch. Well, we've come a long way from the medieval times. Yeah. <laughs> Because they used to pee in like, and throw it in the street. Well, cool. Oh yeah, in France. Um, um, I don't know if I this this reminded me of something um, years ago before I had kids. But I, um, one of Chris's friends, she's very nice. Um, we had met up with them, and she had two kids at the time, and um, she still has them. But uh, she was telling me it was her birthday. Something said. Uh, she told me your age, and I was like, oh, you look great. And she goes, can I tell you what picture it is? And I was like, okay. Um, and she said, she said she's been using, um, don't say it, pee on her face. Because she had a 10-month-old who had very clean pee. So she just put some on, like, a cotton and just would put it on her face. Look, people can drink that shit to survive. It's probably a good astringent. That's, she was, and I was like, like and she was, that's why I look so good. And I go, oh, okay. And I said, well, how long have you been doing this? You know? And she's like, two weeks. And you're like, okay, for, I don't, okay, now I don't believe you. Like, because I don't know what you looked like two weeks ago. Well, now we have a trial. Now you and I have an experiment. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I have it's very defaulted to you, yeah, because I've jailed. Because you have, yeah. yes, you have direct access to I a, a def- toddler's your mind. I can get you a whole diaper full. Mine's <laughs> riddled with booze and cigarettes from the nineties. Like you know, like <laughs> there's no way. Mine's filled with tears. Yeah. <laughs> so I can definitely get us some good urine. Some good urine. Wow, I can't wait to share that information. <laughs> Rope can get you some good urine. Do you need like, some urine? If you need some clean pee. Do you need some urine? Rope I can get it. Some, it. Some but urine. it's kid pee, so it's going to cost you. Yeah. That's shit. It's, it's virginal and <laughs> You're going to pass free, a drug test. Not even Tylenol. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so so yeah. I think you should do your intention thing. And it doesn't stick it in an envelope and then stick it in something that you put away and then look at it every now and then. But that's what I do for um, New Year's. I like that. And throw change on the front door. Oh, yeah. I like that, too. I'm going to have to get some change. I just feel like Jacob will be like, woo! Throw it over. Yeah, I don't know that that's safe for you. Also, it has to be midnight. Oh, at midnight. Okay. Yeah, so you failed. You've already failed. I failed. Like two weeks um, Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I um, I wrote those down the other day, and I thought of you. And um, but it was nice to write them down. I, but then I have to balance it. Yeah. Because then I could tend to, like, write ten things. Yeah. 
where I'm like, oh, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do it. And I'm like, because I think, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I often do that with to-do lists, but I think for something like that, oh, that's a whole year I have. So I'll definitely get it Just pick the really big stuff, you know, like. Well, Live and Let Mom was definitely number one. Yeah. And then like, uh, say, you know, we do six shows by 2020, you know, um, and we have this, like really set specific things, but make it like the bigger stuff. Just don't be like, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to like eat better. You know, don't do like the obvious normal stuff. Like really do the stuff that you know that you can do, but also our bigger goals. That's what I did anyway this year. Um, and so, yeah, so that's it. And now you're, so apparently I've learned that there is more information, more new things. I've become the mom Mm -hmm. that doesn't know what baby shark is. (gasps) You don't know baby shark. I have a shirt that says mama shark, but by the way, it's the grandma shark on it. Okay. See, don't know. First of all, I don't have cable. Second of all, you don't need cable YouTube. Well, my point being is that I don't have a toddler. Yeah. And nobody's home watching TV at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are watching something, they're on their phones or watching a video or watching Friends at this point. Yes. Yeah. I have 11 and 14. So it's funny because there was somebody who said something about like all these moms complaining about Baby Shark, do, 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 whatever it baby is. Baby Shark. No. Do, do, I don't want to hear I don't even like shark, it. I've never heard James Corden did Yeah, everyone's like, wah, Baby Shark. And I was like, let's be clear. That I used to have to rewind a VCR. Yeah. To start, well, actually, that's not true. That's actually exactly right. I think my son had... I think it was both. But the, the portable DVD player he had wasn't great. Like, yeah. you, could, like you couldn't <laughs> go over a bump. You know, it was like an old Discman style. Yeah. But um, you... There's a sleep training DVD that you're watching. Oh, yeah. I'm, yes, we watched it again. We and did we it for Jacob. Have, I don't know. I'm sure that they were there. I mean, my kids aren't... 50 but you know yeah. <laughs> 11 and 14 let's be clear we're not a whole different you no know, they've been world. around for a while they're yeah. two doctors like psych- I think psychiatrists there was one and it was very similar to like a 70s after school special I yeah it has that feel like a 70s bush and then like they're very like, a, like they're very like they're attractive skirt and an ankle bracelet kind of like it's they're very they're attractive women but it's very like you need your sleep you know and oh, you're like yeah. you're like yeah the what's the method the method is cried out that's it? That there's no, like, no, there, like the Stanislavski method or Meisner technique? Or? No, no, no. Uh, so, basically, what you have to do is set up, well, they have you set up your station with your notepad and your digital clock for timing. So, basically, what you do is they try and, they're telling you to have your little bedtime routine and put the baby, your baby, to sleep in the crib while they're still awake so they could train themselves sure. to fall asleep. Yeah. Which sounds like, well, that shouldn't be a big deal, but it is. Oh, of course, because they scream and cry. Yeah. And so the way that they work this is um, when your baby starts to cry and they go, uh, it's, and there's people, I know there's probably moms out there that if if you are listening to us, do not like cry it out. It's a big, um, that's another big thing with the moms. Oh, it's always been like that where there's their moms that think it's mm-hmm. cruel, that they think that they give them abandonment issues. Yeah. It does, does not teach self-soothing. It teaches fear. Yeah. And yeah. Um, they were saying, because they're both... That's, that was what they were saying. That wasn't a statement for me. That yeah. That awfully like and a statement. And these women are believe. both um, uh, family therapists. Like, they're therapists. They're psycho. Right. They're psychiatrists. You know. <laughs> they're psycho. They're psycho. Um, and they said that uh, crying in little amounts is not gonna hurt your baby no. and we did it with Jacob and you know he's fine yeah it, 
we just had a sleep regression and we were too much of wimps to go back to, like, we it's failed. It's a little different of a story when they're over too. Yes. crying's a little more like bloody murder oh, homicide. Yeah. yeah. So we, so when he reached 14 months and he had this big sleep regression where we're like, what the hell? And I was pregnant at the time. So I yeah. was like, oh my, I can't. And I was right. waking up and having him stay awake from like one to five in the morning. I, I was just, yeah. And I was like, I need to bring him in the bed. And so of course, while we're watching it, it was hilarious because, you know, Chris and I were watching it because he's dreading it. Yeah. And I'm dreading it. But we, we were watching it and it said, you know, cause they also say for toddlers and new, like yeah. babies and toddlers and stuff like that. And it said, if you're, have sleep associations, like they sleep in the bed, they have a bottle. We're like, yeah. uh, uh-oh. uh-oh. But we go, one kid at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, Jacob, they're talking about, let him stay in the crib. Jacob leaves. Yeah. He takes off. And, and so we realized, I, we knew that we had bad sleep habits with Jacob, but right now we can't even like no nip no focus on Jayla and make sure that he, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's, you don't want two of them. No, we don't. And um, also too with Jacob, we noticed like he will go to his bed. You know, he's been doing that, but yeah. then he wakes up and he he's upset that he's alone. Right. So um, we have that twin mattress from you, so we're gonna get a twin bed frame when we get our taxes, and then. Again, it doesn't help because I'd be sleeping in the bed with him and then getting up. But at least when he wakes up, I can go into the bed, sleep with him for a little and get up. So maybe that might help. And I think eventually one day he'll get off the bottle. But for right now, I'm like, my I'm so tired because she wakes up in the middle of the night in the bath. So we're at this point. So let, I'm getting off track. So what you do is you put your baby in the crib. Right. The baby starts crying. So they tell you, wait five minutes. Right. And then you're going to go in, and you, you have to look at the time for everything. You give yourself five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and set up your standard routine. Bath, you know, give a little massage if you have, read a story. She's too little, so we just do the massage, and then the bottle, and then bed. Um, and you soothe them, but you don't pick them up. Right. So you go, you know, it's okay, Jayla, and it's only for like 30 seconds, and then you got to get out. Yeah. Baby's still crying. You give it another 10 minutes, and you go and you... This is what I did. Yeah. This is exactly what I did. You're not supposed to pick them up, and this is mm-hmm. why, why you do it when they're little, because yes. when they start standing up and grabbing at you, it's hard. Oh, it's hard, yeah. And, and then you wait 15 minutes, and yeah. then everything's every 15 minutes. Yes. And um, what I have to do, because she still takes a bottle in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. so now what I have to do, and I did it with Jacob, was you wean them off the bottle. Because I yeah. know she could sleep through the night. Um, she probably would eat more during the day if she didn't eat so much at night. Right. Um... So what I have to do starting Friday, just because my schedule, I can't do it tomorrow. I have, uh, I'm watching Brooks at a show. So I figured, okay, what I'll do is, uh, you, I've been keeping track of the time she wakes up in the middle of the night and then you have to wake her up like basically like an hour before that. You don't wake her up really. You just dream, right. um, you dream feed, you yeah. know, where they're, so I'm going to start that on Friday and I do know that it it, it works. I, I'm I sound like oh I'm stuttering because I'm so apprehensive of it. Yeah. But at the same time, we're in this phase where she's too big for the bassinet, yeah. so she's not comfortable in that either. Yeah. So we're it's like I'm not getting any sleep. Other and no, you got to do it. I sure. have to do it. I have to even though she's going to be upset about it. I have to because it'll be better for her. 
that there's there's your there it is and that's what you have to stay focused on mm-hmm. is that you're not necessarily just doing it for you this is better for them yeah they sleep better yes. they're nicer they there is a self soothing that happens that they absolutely need yeah and and she I think wants to roll out like yeah. they no, said she's too big for that bassinet she's a big she's kid. she's already she's doing what Jacob was doing starting to like roll yeah she's actually punching the side so yeah. I have to swaddle her. She doesn't like that anymore. Yeah, and um, she's gonna be unsafe in the bassinet. So, yeah, so I, she'll sleep better. But also, yeah, just remember when she's screaming that you're doing it for her, and she has to get through it, and she won't remember it. You will be changed forever, but she won't remember I'm gonna it. I'm gonna probably Not even cry. The next day, you will, yeah. and it's horrible. And just know that it's horrible. Yeah. But once you start, but I remember not stop. when Jacob finally like got it and started, yep. and I remember I was like, he slept better. He slept great. Oh yeah, and. When you sleep and you all of a sudden you're like, oh my God. It's a different child. It's a different child. And now I, a part of me feels bad because I'm like, I, you know, because they call it sleep nutrition. Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, I feel like I'm like, oh, am I screwing him with his sleep? But I'm like, he's been, it's interesting. He's been getting a little more like Listen, I've seen Jacob during that time when he was up one to five and I've seen you Mm -hmm. and your child, without being rude or anything like that, doesn't because he looks fine now, looked sick. Like yeah, he he's looked tired. Ill. Yeah, yeah, like big circles and stuff. I know. And now when you see him where, whether he's sleeping in the bed with you or not, that's another issue that you'll get to, but you're right. I mean, sleep training. And so, no, you didn't do anything wrong. You're just yeah. trying to get through it. Like he looked Everyone tired today. the first kid, you know? Yeah, he was, yeah, no. And he was, but he's been, um, lately, but he was also, he's got a cough. Yeah. And he's a little sick. So he had little circles under his eyes. I was like, I know he's tired. Yeah. But it's also, it was weird too because he gets really hot in the bed. And then you're like, is he sweating? Has he got a fever? You know, like that kind of thing. So I think he's been a little uncomfortable with sleep. And I think he's been a little. Well, he's not, even though he's sleeping in the bed with you guys, he's not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. We all think, I think that's the big thing is nobody sleeps well when two people are on either side of them or he's on the edge mm-hmm. of somebody bigger than they are getting up, going to be your husband snoring, you snoring, oh, you yeah. sleeping. he's not sleeping well. And I think that, you know, the illusion is, is that they're in our bed. Oh, they're, they're still mm-hmm. right. And they're not upset. That's the only comfort there. But he's not sleeping well, just like mm-hmm. nobody sleeps well yeah. with somebody else in the bed with them. Yeah, I know. You know, and so... Well, the good news is that he has been waking up less. Right. So that is helpful for him because when he wakes up, sometimes he doesn't go right back to sleep. So right. So at least he's getting that kind of um, sleep. So I'm like, okay, there's that. And, and it's going to be tough for him, too, because, you know, we have the baby monitor and, and we're going to... We're not. That's the other thing we're trying to figure out is like when she starts sleeping through the night and he goes into his bed and if he wakes up and, you know, all all these different dynamics of just sharing a room with a toddler and a, mm-hmm. a five-month-old. So um, it's not fun. It's not fun. But um, do, I'm trying to remember what we did was, I mean, Maddox already in his room and Addie cried it out and he just... You know, he was up too, and there was, I kind of, they ended up, in hindsight, being kind of sleep training together, mm. you know, because she would wake him up, and then he would wake her up, and vice versa, and it is rough, mm-hmm. but we, you know, but I, neither one of them were allowed in my bed, and they, eventually we got through it, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you get to the point of where the other one doesn't hear the other crying. Yeah. You know, they're so used to it. Yeah. So, um, right now, we're like, let's focus on getting Jayla sleep trained, and then... Um, I 
think when we get the twin bed set up, I I kind of have this feeling that Jacob will really like having like his mm-hmm. own space because it's actually wider. It's much wider than toddler bed. Right. And I I. I just feel like he's going to really enjoy having, like, his own little bed to, like, spread out in. Because he doesn't sleep normally. Yeah. He sleeps sideways. He sleeps, like, he'll yeah. go from one end to the other. I that think kind he'll of thing. be so surprised. And it's going to be one of those things, like, a lot of things are with parenting, where you, you hold off, you do it because you think you're, like, saving them from something else, and then you're doing, like, the easy part. And then they get in their own bed and after the weird transitional time they sleep great and you're like I can't believe I didn't do this two years ago yeah I know that I, I mean I, I can't totally tell you how that many happening. times that has happened with my children where it's like you just have to get through the rough week yeah and then it they are different kids yeah different kids and there's so many times where you're just like I cannot believe I waited this long and I it's know. fear and it's hard it's hard and it sucks and letting them cry and stuff that's exactly what we did was the five minute and then the ten minute yeah and, the and you minutes. have to do that for nap time too yeah so um, our nap time's totally off um, right now which I feel terrible about too not Jacob's like I but it it's it's hard to get him to go to sleep um, if she's up because yeah. then all these, you know, it's, it's, I'm in like the thick of it, which, um, reminds me of what you said, which I'm glad that it's happening now because, uh, you had said your line is stay in the fog. Um, <laughs> really I'm in the fog. Yeah. Like I'm foggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I keep thinking about it and I'm like, cause I have friends that have toddlers that they're like, yeah, we want another one. And they are like, we're. We're gonna wait like just a little more time. And I'm like, well, they may be having a very different experience. Good than luck, you, though. You yeah. Know? I mean, you had it rough with the sleeping thing with Jacob. That's mm. the roughest I've seen it. Yeah. And you know, I think that you know what part you took in that, and so I think you're trying to also eliminate that to do it again with Jayla. Yeah. You know, and that's this by no means am I coming down on you. Of course, it's just rookie mom move. Yeah. You know, and I that's your. No, I my still kids don't know are night and day as far as sleep habits. Mm-hmm. Like night and day, still not so much now that they're older, but even I mean, my younger was always a better sleeper. Went mm-hmm. right to sleep like that, but that's because also it was the same. I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to cry for a few minutes, man. I'll get there when I can. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they just learn to self-soothe differently. Yeah. And you're first, you're worried all the time. It's just different. It's oh, yeah. It's just different. But I am glad, though, that we did get it out of the way. Well, you've also got a different, you know, with the place and money and all that stuff. There's oh, a yeah. lot that you guys have going on. Oh, yeah. That a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's people, some of my friends that are, just like this is tiring, but they still want another one, and I'm like, well, good luck, because it's tiring with the with second them? one. I'm like, second one's even more tiring. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you don't realize how travel so different when you just have one, right? And then when you get two, you're like, I don't think I can get into the car. I have today. a friend who's got four under six. But the weird thing is, is that she's got them down to this weird schedule. Like, you walk in her house, and there is, I mean, it's its messy, and it's, it's clearly four children live there. But she's also the mom that's like, I'm not fucking around. You're, like, she slept trained from day one, and she, like, no bottle. Like, she's very, and that's, like, almost like she was born to have four kids and just, like, yeah. also, she has a mother-in-law in town. 
her own mother's in town. She's got a cousin. She's got niece. So there's also people that can come in and play with her kids while she's sleep training upstairs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just a different environment for different people. Um, and she's had meltdowns too, but it is, it, I mean, four kids under six. Are you kidding me? No, my mother-in-law's, she finally said, okay, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I've realized you're, you're not going to have any. I yeah. said, yeah. I go, if you, so where would you put it? I, I go, yeah, that's what I said. I <laughs> How said, would you feed it? I go, there would be five of us in yeah. this two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Where are we, what? And I said to her, I go, I said, I'm going to have to text you every time I get up in the middle of the night. Yeah. To remind you that I'm up in the middle of the night. Yeah, you should do that now. Yeah, that's what I told her. Yeah. And she goes, okay, I'll stop. But she, and, and I will say, they are there, like, my sister-in-laws are fantastic. Oh, yeah. My mother in laws fantastic. I'm help. very lucky. Um, really. I mean, I'm lucky that I love my family that I marry. I mean, they're fantastic. And they're, they're just wonderful people. And um, uh, so, in that sense, I'm really, I, I am, but... Uh, you feel the space that you don't have when you have two kids. And I and trust me, I know people like, I had six kids in a two-bedroom apartment, blah, blah, blah. That's great. But, um, you know, it would be nice to eventually get a three-bedroom house. Oh, yeah. You know, just three bedrooms. Yeah. Just stick them in there. Because I'm, you know, uh, I've got my husband. Who are you talking to? I sleep on the fucking couch. Yeah, no, I and have since they were, since I can remember. Yeah. Because I a, three bedroom. Had a three bedroom. I had friends who came out here. They were looking, like, they were just kind of checking out the area to see. They're um, in, uh, where are they? Montgomery, Alabama. And oh they God. came out here. They were like, because he got a not job. They were just kind of fishing around. They were repulsed. Yeah. By what they got for what they got. Yeah. The fact that I have a two-bedroom apartment is... <laughs> And I pay what I pay. They were disgusted. And you're like, that's a really good deal. And I, it, it's not. But <laughs> I, like I was like, but it's for on this, the, for this for neighborhood? this neighborhood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh hell's yeah. I walk to everything. We're in a great area. Great. We're in oh, yeah. one of the best areas. What we pay is considered great, but it would be repu- It would. Yeah. It, but yeah, for the amount of so they have a, uh, I think it's a four bedroom. Then they have like a loft or something. They have a um, a house, and their mortgage is less than what I pay here. Is it in the like um, no, eight live, to nine hundred area? I, I, what does that mean? Like, I mean, is their mortgage like eight hundred bucks? No, they pay like twelve fifty a month. Okay, well, yeah, Jesus. I pay yeah. sixteen eighty to live yeah, here. Yeah, I pay fourteen sixty. Yeah, and um, and it's a two two bedroom apartment, and it's a struggle. But the fact is, is that they pay even if they paid sixteen eighty, they're still getting a house. Yeah, great. I, I don't want to live in Montgomery, Alabama. No harm, no foul. But my point being is that they were yeah. So and you could probably honestly twelve fifty, you could probably find an even cheaper house. Oh yeah, no, no, no. They have a nice house. Yeah, Let's exactly. Be clear. They, like, they're it's not like a kitchen the, island. A pool, no, you know, like one's a newscaster. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm not feeling sorry for myself anyway. I chose to live here. This is where we live. I don't want to live in Montgomery, Alabama, no matter what kind of house I have. Okay. I'm okay here. I like where I am. This is where we are. Our area is great, but yeah, I mean, when someone says, "Oh, just move to a three bedroom," or can't you find oh, something? No, it's yeah. another thousand a month. Oh yeah. And you know, for sure. Is, whether I'm happily married with dual incomes, it's a stretch. But I'm a single mother with one income. Mm-hmm. It's that right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> times are tough, you know. So um, for you to move to a three-bedroom, I mean, it's that's my goal. 
Yeah, exactly. That was my thing on my little wish list was like a third bedroom. And it doesn't have to be a nice one. It could be a small one, you know. But It I could mean, be a nice one, though. Yeah, I would love a nice one. Yeah. I would love a bed. Yeah, that would, I'd love if you had a bed, too. Although I love my little couch. I mean, at least it's... Here's, here's the reality, though. The it, other thing, too, is, I mean, Grant, it, you definitely should have a, your own bedroom and a bed. Oh, yeah. Um, for us, I share that room with a giant. Yeah. So, like, the whole, like, I've always, and I try and stay away from this, but, you know, we have ways that we think, and, and I'm in a 12-step program I don't care about breaking my anonymity but it's called debtors anonymous and it's for people that have issues with money and things like that and one of our running jokes in meetings is like i see an rv and i'm like oh that's a nice one i could live in that one you know yeah. <laughs> i shouldn't be like oh i don't need to live in an rv i should look at a house right i think that's a nice house i could live in that house what's wrong with the rv um, well, at the time I had a giant husband and two cats, and now I... Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I like, thought it was no, like, have to do with your debtors anonymous. No, it's like, or we, uh, the other running joke is like, if I win the lottery, I'm going to get an even nicer two-bedroom apartment. Right. You know, like yeah. that kind oh, of like... yes. You know. with a balcony. <laughs> so, <clears throat> it's that thinking of like, and then I'm driving down Chandler Boulevard, which, um... Is a street here now. Is a street here. It's a really nice street. It's got a lot of trees. I love trees. And huge houses. And I think... How did these people figure out what to do to get this big house? I know what they did. They worked and they went to college and they worked and they didn't choose a life of comedy. Yeah, that's you know? probably and one of their first choices. they made better choices <laughs> and they're not in Denver's anonymous. And then they didn't, well, they could you know. be. Dave Ramsey is one of the people that you, when you read his book, you could see a little bit of Denver's anonymous yeah. in it. Well, listen, you know, here's the thing also is that I, you know, my was working for the same company for five years. Everything was fine. I wasn't, you know, getting a three bedroom or anything, but everything was fine. But also that job ended in July. And then my, I got hired, it doesn't, long story short, I got hired at a job that was like a typical nine to five. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked a typical nine to five. I've worked, I have worked a nine to five. Just mm-hmm. I've been fortunate to work remotely at home yeah. for most of my kids' life. And when I worked out of the home, they were at their dad's or we were together when they were very, very young, when they were one and three. When I started this job, um, it was over the hill in West Hollywood, which if anybody doesn't know what LA is, getting to West Hollywood <laughs> on a good day is 30 minutes at traffic in the morning and in the evening it's an hour and a half minimal Minimal. to go literally nine miles Mm -hmm. it's insanity and I was like okay that's not my problem I'll, I'll sit in traffic for a decent job but then I started thinking who gets my kids one gets out at two one gets out at three who picks them up? And everyone's like, well, you find someone. Okay, so it's not just two kids. I had to manage one, get her home, and then I had to manage another one, get him home. Okay, fine. How? It, to be clear, I'm not making $150,000 a year on this job. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, imagine I had the great chance of getting them home safely every day. I still don't get home until 645. Mm-hmm. And so aside from who takes them to volleyball or water polo or helps them with their homework, they're also, I remember someone saying they're 11 and 14. They're like, oh, but they're great. They can, you know, make their own food and stuff. I was like, this is, for me, the most important time to be home. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, in, if I had to choose all of the years, I don't want to miss anything. And I'm not saying that, oh, I should have worked out of the house until they were now. But I'm just saying, like, this is where shit gets in trouble. Like, what if something happens at, a le- at sixth grade or an eighth grade or, or, you know, a freshman comes home? Like, what if this is where kids get into trouble? It's where they get bored. This is where mm-hmm. they, you know, and my kids are great, but even the best kids make mistakes. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to miss anything. By the time I get home and I make dinner, I'm too tired. And then I miss the whole drama that happened right after school, whatever it is. So I chose, again, to stay put where I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have worked that job and been really stressed out and missed the kids and figured things out. I could have done that. And in six months, I could have been in a three-bedroom. But I chose where I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that... My point being to yours is like when you drive down that boulevard or Chandler and you think, oh, how do these people make these choices? That's what they made. They made an obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Not not that they chose a work over their kids. And that's not yeah. what this is. They just chose a different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have chosen something different. I don't know if I would have stayed with that job if I was in a, a relationship with someone mm-hmm. who was home and could get them at three. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I was still married to their dad or married to someone else who you know, was like, I'll grab them. I'll, you know, I work over here. I'll grab them. I'll hang out with them till 645. I don't know if it was somebody that needed to be there or if it was me. I don't mm-hmm. know that, but I don't have that option to think that way. But my, my, I always try not to think about things like, oh, how did they get that? Because I see people post stuff and they're like, oh, rough day. And then you see, they're like, oh, we just cleaned out our shed and they're, you know, shoved everything on their front lawn with their porch and their, you know, Mercedes. And you're like, that's their normal, that's their regular life and they have debt and they have issues too and their concerns and they're worried up all night. Mm -hmm. It's not our worries, but I, I try not to get into that whole world because really, why don't I have that? Why don't I have a a job? And then, but I just left one, Mm -hmm. you know, that could have been really great, but I, it's not great enough for me to miss here. Oh, yeah. I would rather still hustle for the three to five freaking jobs that I do mm-hmm. and and sleep on the couch because I don't want to miss them. Yeah. And no, I don't I, mean, like, miss them. I mean, like, I I want to be available. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, that's also, too, me saying, I mean. I went on a tangent. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm glad that still I. I'm trying to work it out in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it was a like, mistake. Should I go back? <laughs> no, that I can't. The, just the anxiety alone of getting home at 645. Mm-hmm. Just enough anxiety alone. What if one of them gets sick? You know, there's just, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love my kids. And I really like my kids and I want to be around them and I don't want to miss stuff. No, uh, yeah. You know, I don't want to miss a crush or, or a mean girl or somebody falling or boredom or something they hear or a fire. You know, I don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, and look, we're from the generation where you go home to nobody. Yeah, latchkey kids. Yeah, for sure. we were, I yeah, mean, for sure. we didn't think anything of it, but I, but also, you know, I maybe well to say that we turned out fine. We're sitting here in two bedroom apartments at four years old. So let's just blame it on our parents, like all millennials. And what are we? We're not millennials. What are we? Generation X? Are we Xers? Uh, No, Uh, I don't think we're Xers. We're right after Xers. I think I always say we're Generation Z, Zima, but. There's definitely a name for us. Generation C and Capri Six. <laughs> Capri what are we? What's generation? I'm gonna do the Google. Um, because we are a certain there's baby boomers were our parents. And then there's 
Because we're, like, the cutoff from millennials. I think Chris is still considered a millennial because he's 85. So I think, like, 83 to... Oh, Generation X. Mid-60s to early 80s. Oh, we're Generation X? Yeah, I, uh, I always knew that. Yeah. I don't know what Z you're talking about, crazy person. Let me see what a fucking Z is. You're all on your own. Oh, yeah, no, that was something I made up. Uh, mid-1990s to 2000s. Oh. There is a Z, huh? There is no precise date for when Generation Z begins, but demographers, demographers, excuse me, and researchers typically use the mid-90s to mid-2000s as birth years. Well, it has to be because millennials have to be cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's millennials, gotta... my son's a millennial, but if it's mid, I am, wait, wait. I mean my daughter, my son is 2004, moved here in 2004. He's 2004, right? Yeah, 2004. No, so he's not a millennial. He's a Generation Z. My daughter's 2007, so she's a millennial. No, no, no. Millennials are 83 to 94. No. I'm yeah. looking at... No. Like, Chelsea's a millennial. No, millennials are current. Like, 20-year-olds right now. Yeah, like, that's 90s. Yeah, but I just read that Generation X. What do we read? So if Maddox is Generation Z, so is Addison. What year are millennials? I always thought Generation Z was after. I, wanted, I don't want a millennial. Yeah, millennials are from like way. 83 to like 94. Millennials are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they're my sister-in-law. Well, I don't mean and that. Chris, my they're my nieces. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all the people I'm just saying that in general, they're considered millennials. There's this great thing on Facebook um, I'll send it to, to you. It's about millennials, how they mm -hmm. are the worst generation, not because of themselves, but because of their parents, mm. because we, they, we were the product of, or they were the product of the parents that, um, were the product of their parents who were so disengaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Drinking martinis mm -hmm. and smoking exactly. cigarettes, cigarettes yeah. and taking Xanax, um, that they overcompensated. Yeah. That makes sense. And coddled their kids, and that's where the whole generation... Millennials are the product of the first generation that gave participation awards. Yes, So yes, the parents yes. that gave... So millennials are... I don't mean that the worst is in, like, they're the worst people. No, they I got, just they got like, screwed the most. They got screwed the most by their parents who mm -hmm. were trying to... Because we had the over, baby boomers. Yeah, to and, do right by the shit that they went yeah. through. And so, we had... But in a sense, like, we had kind of hands-off parenting... For us, but we were okay with it. Right. You know, like, I didn't have a helmet riding a bike. Right. Yeah, yeah. seatbelts. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my dad's, he had a flatbed truck, and we would sit way at the back, and then he would, he'd be like, ready? And he would slam his brakes <laughs> on it at the stop sign, and we would slide forward to hit the cab of the car, and we'd be like, again! I mean, how safe is that? He'd go, like, go oh. down the hill, and oh, yeah. we'd be like... <laughs> it was so great, um, but yeah, and we, we sat in the back of a station wagon, yeah, you know, without seatbelts. Well, my we sister just... raised millennials, I guess, because it's like, and it's true. My mom was completely disengaged, yeah, you know, and and a drunk, but and I mean that in a loving way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying is that when I said millennials are the worst, she gave me the look like here she goes again, ruining my family. I was like, that's not oh, what no. I meant. I meant they're just the, our the, audience. They have the hardest... I think we have millennial audience. <laughs> 22-year-old people listening parents? And they're 26. 26. Well, that's all right. They know what I'm saying. They're victims of their own circumstance. 
Millennials, you're the worst. You're the worst off. I don't mean you're the worst sounding. Jeez. You won't have to worry well, about everybody else when I post something. I'm going to sit here next to you. you look. They are. They are the worst because they, they also, because their parents suck <laughs> or overcoddled them, they don't have a work ethic. And it, But I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying that they're a product of it. Read the Facebook thing. Well, also, too, the, the, the problems that they face, too, are like they have enormous college debt. And they're just coming out and not getting the jobs that they thought they were going to get. Yeah, well. And um, one of the great things about uh, me, like my generation, is like we didn't all go to college. Right. <laughs> so I don't have any college Hey, debt. man, I just had a conversation with my 14-year-old son about college because he was like, oh, you know, his dad's really much like, you know, gets straight A's to go to college. And I was like, listen, man, if you want to travel for your college, that's okay because my niece, whom I love as much as I love my own children, just finished a four-year college mm. and has no idea what she wants to do. Oh, yeah. Can't find a job mm-hmm. and anything. No clue. And I, my heart breaks for her. She's a millennial. Mm-hmm. My heart breaks for her because <laughs> she was told how easy it was going to be. I know. You follow this path. They really got screwed on that. I mean, it's true. You, Her, her parents did everything for her. They paid for everything. Uh-huh. They, and I love... And they... Look, I'm not doing any better, but I'm just saying is that she, they're raised to believe you do this and you'll get, and you yeah. get this. Mm-hmm. And then the real world is smacking the shit out of her right now. And oh, it, yeah. it's heartbreaking because she's like, holy shit. Like I, and her parents are like, I gotta cut you off. Yeah. Like I can't afford you anymore. I just put you through four years of college. I can't pay your rent anymore. Oh my God. You have to go get a job. And here's the thing is they're like, she's like, well, I don't want to work on, you know, Friday nights or Saturday nights. And my <sighs> sister's like, are you fucking kidding me? Your work. sister and I, or my sister and I, which is her aunt, me, I was working two jobs. Uh-huh. Me I too. worked a day shift and mm-hmm. I worked a night job. Yep. And then I went out after if I had to. No, I did too. But but they don't have that. No, and I that's know. not their problem. That's their parents' problem. Well, and that's the other thing too. Uh, when I say I didn't go to college, I didn't have parents that were like, we're going to go on college tours. We're going to go check. I mean, they weren't pushing college Same. at all. Oh, yeah. They just didn't. I mean, and when I see it now, I'm like, oh, people actually tour college? Like, we didn't have any of that. My dad, what my dad's rule was, if you don't go to college... Then you got to get a job. Yeah. And that was, it wasn't like, you should go to, you know, like, we were more of, like, the entertainment. Like, we want to be actresses. But they never said, okay, that's great, but still you should go to college. Like, I went to, like, community college for, like, one semester. I went to college and graduated, and look at me now. Yeah. No, but I was, I I mean, I only did that not because I had any particular desire, but because that's what all my friends were doing. Yeah. They were all Berkeley, Columbia, Yale, uh, Arizona, and I was like, okay, I guess I gotta go to college. I was like, I went to NASA Community College for a semester, I was like, um, I think I'm gonna leave college. I just think that, you know, some people know what they want to do, and some people find it in college, and some people straggle. I was actually glad to get the college idea because I could use it to get into bars and drink. Oh, okay. Then. As long as you bars. signed a waiver. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this college idea is great. <laughs> I remember my first job in college after my mom was like, I can't help you anymore. It was with Card America, which is like a Hallmark store, and it had a perfume smell that made me have to poop all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, though, without going to college, I found a job. I always had a job. Actually, like I babies, I did whatever I could. Yeah. So I have like two, three jobs at one time. And, uh, I got, that's when I started in the restaurant business. And then I moved out by the time I was 20. And I just worked 
all, I worked all the time. I found comedy at 21, so I'd work doubles and I'd go do spots at, you know, whatever time in the morning. I mean, I was just, I was working. And you know yeah. what? I think I was making a lot of money, but I just didn't know it. So that's exactly how I feel. I always remember walking out of bartending with like $250 cash oh, yeah. in my purse and not realizing, do you know what I would do with that right now? I know. That's what I was like, what did I do with all that mm-hmm. money? Like, and I know I had built, you know, but I mean, I was paying rent. I was, you know, yeah. but my rent was like six twenty five. I mean, yeah. You're like, what? How did I told my nieces recently, I was like, the one thing that I would change, Mm -hmm. or the one advice that I would give you uh, beyond anything else, is that when you are making money, put, and I I know it sounds so grandma-y, like, place them aside in a savings account, but I'm not fucking around, is put some shit aside, because money, it's... Or start a mutual fund. Start, like, uh... Just put some shit away. I thought about this when we we have a life-saving... I know, okay, so we have to wrap up, but I will say, we, Chris and I, when we had Jacob, we said, let's get life insurance, but we got this life insurance that has a built-in savings plan. So it's a lot of mutual funds, things like that. Chris knows all about that. I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. Well, anyway, you know, they show you with the money you're putting in and what you'll have in like 20 years. So uh, with the money we're putting in every month, um, and I just look at it as a bill, but it's really a savings plan. So we'll have like, say, $500,000 or or. Sweet. You know, Sign because up. it's the two of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have to get you those stocks too. So, um, basically, you build it, and you can't touch the money, but it grows, and then yeah. in twenty years yeah, you yeah. can. Anyway, my first thought was, why didn't I start this when I was twenty? I'd yeah. have half a fucking million dollars. Because nobody taught you exactly. And no, my mom yes. never taught me about money. Never taught me about saving. Never taught me how to balance a checking book. Uh-huh. And so it's at, you know, and actually that reminds me of the one thing that I did want to do with my kids this year is yeah. that when they do get an allowance, is I want to have them like pay quote unquote pay bills. Yeah, like they'll make ten bucks, and then one dollar has to go to food, one dollar, and so mm-hmm. that they can you know, and one dollar has to go. And I'm gonna start teaching them to do that because I swear things would be so different for me. Yeah. Had I known how to save money or invest it or put it somewhere it's, or have a savings yeah. account. It's in that, and I will tell you, cause my mom gave me an envelope system, which I really liked, but, yeah. but that's kind of where it stopped. It's right. kind of like when my dad taught me Italian, taught me like five words and then stopped. I yeah. would know Italian if he just kept going. Like same yeah. with my mom. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, but I, and I thought one of the things when we start getting like a, a more of an income flow, I want to get, Jacob and Jayla set up on this because yeah. I want them by the time they're 25 to have yeah. this amount of money. But, and I'm lucky my dad has savings account set up for them. So I'm, you know, Jacob has more money than me in a savings account, <laughs> which is great because I can't touch it. And it just, he just adds money to it, which is fantastic. Um, and, and in the same sense, that makes me feel less guilty about like, I can't get a savings account for where I'm going because I take money, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I was like, oh, it's that... There's something about learning how to invest money, mm-hmm. where your money makes money. Yeah. Um, it's such a skill. Yeah. And if you get that early, you really can grow it. For Christmas, I got my son the uh, uh, membership to Penny Stocks. Mm. And so, and I put like 20 bucks in there. I was like, you know, just play around. And he's, a, he's super smart math. He's that guy. So I think he would really enjoy that. I have this yeah. weird feeling that my son is going to make us a lot of money. And I asked him the other day, I was like, hey. Either you're going to join a band and you're going to be rich and get signed, fine, because yeah. you kill it, electric yeah. guitar, 
Or you're going to fucking hit some sort of weird stock on whatever it is. I don't want to say it because everyone's going to try and see um, and you're going to hit it. And then I said, so when you make enough money, are you going to support me? And he was like, well, I mean, I got to pay my stuff first. I was like, hold up. <laughs> hold the fuck. Ugh. Are you fucking, what the fuck? I was like, that is the wrong, <laughs> wrong answer. Are you a millennial? I was like, I was like, that is the wrong answer. I go, what the, are you, on the couch I was I was I literally and too. he was like oh I'm just kidding I'm like no, no. you are not you're not kidding you saw I my go, reaction that's why you say you're kidding yeah I was like you will take care of me first <laughs> I go and from this moment forward I will haunt your wife I will haunt you if I die early I will come back your baby, you hear something on the monitor it's not your baby it's me yeah so you better I was like that what your first reaction oh. should have been like, of course, mom, I can't wait for you to not stress about money and worry about yeah. the three jobs and be able to pay for my water bottle. Yeah. Oh, well. I love as long as I have met myself first. This is a... Uh, I was like, I just raised a little narcissistic. I, well, before money. we go, I will tell you one thing that happened. Because my I don't think my mom will listen to this podcast. But anyway, my mom would say things like, oh, I'm, I'm about to come into $500 million. Oh. And you're like, oh, oh. That's oh, a lot okay. Of <laughs> okay, it's a lot of money. So one day my sister, when this was all happening, this is years, years ago, and I don't know if I told you, but my mom like made a check for $20,000 and put my name on it. I was like, one day you'll be able to cash it. Such a caller, you're like, today? Uh, this is, yeah, I was, this is before I moved to California many, many years ago. So Maria goes, I'm just going to test it out. <laughs> um, That's what I would have So Maria goes, I call mom. And you know, she's coming to a lot of money. I said, yeah. She goes, so, hey, mom, can I get like a million? <laughs> and she said to me, you know, Maria, a million is a lot of money. And she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're going to have 500 million of it. <laughs> she goes, we'll have to see. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, good to know mom's stingy when she comes into a lot of money. Yeah. But um, that's when we realized Mom doesn't care about us. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know what it is? Oh, she never it's got somebody. When I have $22 in my checking account, I'm like, let's go out to eat. <laughs> yes. But if I have 600 I'm like, you know what? We're going to have soup. Yeah, it's exactly. weird. It's this weird dynamic where no, it's like, I, I want to keep my little egg. But if I'm like 22 I'm like, ah, oh, shit's hitting the fucking fan anyway. Who cares? Fuck it. Let's, go let's, let's the get habit. in and out. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Let's get um, animal style. Well, let's um, hope that this year is our year. I love millennials. Why do you <laughs> feel that all the time? I thought you were a comedian. Get the joke. Uh, I love me some millennials and what? Yeah, New Year's, new you. Fuck everything. New Year, says new that, me. By the way. Yeah. No. Self care. Oh yeah. There's uh, yeah. Come on. Let's be honest. Uh, let's let's hope that this year is filled with sleeping through the night. Okay. And a very abundant live and let mom source of income in all of our yeah. avenues. Is that the right word? Endeavors. Ven- endeavors. Yeah. Endeavors. Avenues is fine. Avenues, whatever. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So we got our first podcast. Oh, Thank yeah, you. for 2019. Thank All you right. for listening to us. Bye. Bye.